2: Hello and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule episode 22. I'm comedian Simon Kane, and for those of you new to the show, this is the podcast where I invite on a guest, get them to leave 20 questions and then a year later invite them back on to answer them. All past voices will sound like this. And all future voices will sound like this. To give you an idea of how the show is structured, here is a question I left myself before this week's guest arrived. Simon, what is the most interesting fact about sex that you've learned in... No, actually... (laughs) Uh, That's a boring Uh, question. Have you had sex? Enjoy that question, future (laughs) me. I might not have had sex, but I've just been fucked by my past self, haven't I? I... Oh god, oh, you've only asked that because... So basically, the guest on today is a sex vlogger, uh, like a sex education vlogger, and I reckon that was what was on my mind while I was waiting for her to arrive, so that's uh, a fun question from... Oh no no, no no, I remember exactly what happened now, I was waiting for her to arrive, and it was all set up, and my friend texted me something, and I worked out that I hadn't had sex for two months, so it was on your mind when you gave that question um in short you you have had sex in the last year congratulations um in fact if you if you if you really want to know i think you've had sex at least three times in the last year so way to go simon um i don't really know what else to say about that answer i'm a bit annoyed about my past self i'm completely honest with you um (laughs) should we move on let's move on um Hannah Witten is a YouTuber who came on this podcast at a transformative part of her life she was hit by a million different curveballs in the last year Um, I was privy to a few of them through her social media channels and from conversations with her and what was really interesting for me is I invited her on because I knew she had some amazingly big projects coming up but I didn't obviously know any of the big issues that she was gonna I don't want to spoil anything let's just say that A lot of things changed directly after she recorded her questions, and that made this really interesting to put together. Uh, I'm a fan of her videos, and I think she does an outstanding job of teaching sex online, and I highly recommend the videos. So if you want to go and have a look at them, uh, I'll put a link in the description. Yeah, I don't want to say much more. I'll just leave it as she's a... Because all the things I would normally say in an intro, she covers in the episode. So let's just get straight into it uh if you're new here please do remember to hit the subscribe button if you're old here please do remember to give us an honest ideally positive review in itunes and either way please do join the facebook group it's called the audio time capsule and it's on facebook obviously but for now let's open the audio time capsule of hannah Witten. Hi,
1: my name's Hannah Witten. I'm 25 years old, today is the 6th of September 2017, it is a Wednesday, and I am in the restaurant above the National Theatre on South Bank. It's empty, it's closed. (laughs) And I'm feeling quite excited about leaving these questions, because they've kind of, this interview's kind of come at a really good time in my life where I'm like crossroads, so it's
3: exciting. Um, I'm Hannah Witten. It is the 13th of September 2018. We are at the Bill Murray Pub in Islington. And to be honest, I'm nervous. I had completely forgotten about this. I have had a year which we will get into, I'm assuming. But yeah, basically I'm I'm just curious to hear like innocent hannah from a year ago's voice who had no idea what was coming for her around the corner um also i have to edit myself a lot for my job and i cringe over myself from videos like three months old so this is a year old so we'll see how cringy i find it let's go
1: okay future hannah um what title do you use now so currently in terms of work you call yourself a youtuber and author But obviously, you do a lot of other things as well, like you do a podcast, you're an online creator, sometimes people call you an influencer, like, what, do you use a different title now officially, like, what's, what's this world looking like, what do you call yourself?
3: I'm still having the same problem, I don't know, I I, I still use YouTuber and author, definitely, podcaster, yes, Um, there's been a lot of debate recently about the word influencer, and like, most creators that I know hate it because what it is doing is it's a assigning um like a monetary function to what we do and it's, it's reducing it down to the monetization aspect um I understand why that word exists though because it, it functions in the marketing world like that that is the word that marketers and advertisers use to describe us because it functions as what we are to them so I like it in that sense, that it's useful but it, for other people, I guess. But I don't know a single online content creator who really uses that to define themselves. Um, but annoyingly, it's kind of become the catch-all phrase um that most people use I don't know I'm still figuring it out I've recently been calling myself a entrepreneur but (laughs) but also that's got like negative connotations of all of these like white American dudes who like sell these entrepreneurial online courses um without any real life experience um yeah online content creator let's go with that (laughs) have you
1: written your second book you recently had a meeting about uh, a potential new idea for one so how's that going you're currently in a situation where you need to jot down some ideas and a breakdown of chapters and things so I'm guessing that in like 12 months time it could be written not out definitely not out but at least written so how's that going
3: I literally had a phone conversation with my literary agent today about this actually uh so 12 months on not even started writing yet <sighs> is this is this where we brought brought is this where we drop the big the elephant in the room of like what happened in the last year for me um so in like december november december past anna this is your future you got incredibly sick with ulcerative colitis which is An inflammatory bowel disease that you have had since you were seven years old. But you have not um, experienced any symptoms from it since you were 15. Um, And then this one hit you hard. And on the 29th of December, well, you were super sick all over Christmas. Just couldn't function. Then on the 29th of December, you were admitted into hospital. And you spent four weeks in hospital. And you had emergency surgery, open surgery. They removed your colon. And you now have a stoma and you have a stoma bag and then five months later so then you were just in recovery from surgery and everything because it was horrendous and then five months later you had further complications and had to have another surgery open surgery again um but yeah but now you're living your best life with your stoma um but long story short no the book has not been written (laughs) it has been put off and off and off um but I really should start writing it now this is the this is the moment (laughs)
1: I better start researching what a stoma is then are you going to do a masters or any other kind of qualification oh, fucks, at like this, this moment is... in time you cannot stop googling different courses in sexuality and gender and you are actually going to an open evening next week at Birkbeck College and they do a bunch of different uh, masters and diplomas and certificates and things in the subject nerd. area so at the moment you're kind of thinking that your plan for the next like three years is write the second book and then do a master's part-time so is that happening what's the situation
3: so I just think this whole episode is a lesson in you never know what is going to be around the corner and what life is going to throw at you yes I still want to do a master's I was you know planning on starting this September right now right about now I would like to have been starting my degree um but no because of getting ill and stuff I've had to put that off another year we'll see fingers crossed future Hannah you doing your masters <laughs> what
1: is the deal with YouTube like, what is happening in general as a platform and a company that's always really interesting but also what is your relationship with YouTube right now because at the moment you are quite disenfranchised with it and you're struggling to find the fun in making videos so are you enjoying making videos What's your subscribers and views like? Because at the moment, it's kind of dogshite um, and it's really, uh, what's the word? Unmotivating. So, how's that going?
3: <laughs> so, here's the flip side of having a horrendous year. Then, views. When you make videos about your surgery and spending four weeks in hospital, and you make videos about stomas and sex with a stoma and what you know having to use a walking stick in public and all, all of this good stuff people are curious little fuckers um so actually last week Hannah past Hannah hello you hit half a million subscribers um uh, which is pretty sick I think a little round of applause from my audience there. thank you and <laughs> um but in general like YouTube is good like with your recovery and everything this year um, YouTube's been the one thing that you've actually been able to maintain um, everything else has just fallen by the wayside um, but YouTube is that one thing that just uh, that kept you going and and the community on there like helping and supporting and it's been where you found a lot of the information about living with a stoma and also finding other young people young women especially talking about their lives with stomas so YouTube has is- been kind of been really great this year from a personal perspective i think um from a more business side i don't know it's just still a hot mess but i think one one of the trends i've seen recently is just like niche channels are like the way forward if i was starting my youtube channel from scratch today i'd make a niche channel i wouldn't make a personality based channel um Uh, But this year, even though I call myself a sex and relationships educator and YouTuber, um, I've maybe made like two or three videos about sex and relationships this year because my whole brain has been um, just preoccupied (laughs) with surgery and stoma life. Um, But I've been enjoying making those videos, so that's cool.
1: If I'd known I was going to hit 500k subs, I'd have got
3: the stoma sooner.
1: How is Banging Book Club? Are you doing year three? I'm hoping you are, because you're planning on doing year three with Lena and Lucy at the moment. Are you doing more episodes than just fortnightly? Have we done weekly? Who knows? Um, And also, have you started that new podcast that will be your own one that you're hoping to make that you currently have an idea for, but you think you've been a bit overly ambitious with, so you might scale it back a bit, but also you have this book to write. So are you doing a new podcast?
3: Oh, my God this is depressing this is just me being like hey how's all these projects going future hannah and then me just being like that's that's the reality really um so the second question about my own podcast no that's not happening although me and a friend have been talking for the last year about starting a podcast about productivity because we freaking love talking about productivity and organization and things like that we'll see if we're ever productive enough to actually get off the ground um, you know, talk about productivity, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bad advice. But um with Banging book Club, so this is a funny one. We basically went on a hiatus this year. So um it just got a bit too much I don't I don't wanna say anything, because I don't want to like drag anyone under the bus, but um it just wasn't a priority. People got other stuff going on and other other things and it just wasn't like recording the podcasts. at least just like wasn't super fun it felt like work having to read the books and stuff um but we've still like kept the book club going like in my head like the book club exists like banging book club it you know we have a reading list there are books that we read each month I'm literally here with Lady Chatterley's or Chatterley's Lady Chatterley's lover who knows lover in my bag because that's what we're reading in September and the social media accounts are still there like I definitely want me personally I want to continue banging book club even as a podcast because we've done a lot of author interviews this year even if we've not done like the general book discussions um but banging book club is something that is near and dear to my heart so I'm like um you know it's books and sex which is kind of part of my niche so it really makes sense for that to be something that i continue um but we'll see what the next year looks like i think it will look very different but i don't know i don't know what yet we'll see but banging book club still exists i love it
1: (laughs) get on podcasting call yourself productive have you done any tv this last year that's definitely kind of on your bucket list like your career checklist you have a meeting tomorrow with bbc3 about some documentaries so there's potential but you do also do have a lot of tv meetings that go nowhere so (laughs) good luck did anything happen
3: (laughs) no um i've been to many more tv meetings that are seemingly going nowhere but i was on lorraine recently um that was just to talk about life of a stoma and I got to talk to um Christine Bleakley she was great she was very nice and I got to be in Lorraine and it was amazing um but I haven't been doing any hosting uh presenting of things myself I still would like to when I was in hospital um just after my first surgery an email came through being like we want to do a documentary about stomas and I was like wow that is quick um like lying there in my hospital bed reading this email um but yeah no nothing's nothing's really come of it but we will see there was like a guardian article that i was in several months ago and that came out and then suddenly like a handful of production companies were like oh let's have conversations again and then you hear nothing so this is tv man tv
1: are you still with your partner You currently have a boyfriend. You've been together for just over eight months and you've kind of decided that he is the one. Not that you believe in the one, but that this is kind of it. Um, And that's a really good thing because you really love him. So this is actually like a terrifying question to even like comprehend, but like, are you still with him? Like, please, please still be with him. Please still be happy. Oh my God, imagine. That would be horrible.
3: This is the only one that isn't terrifying we are still together we live together yay so what's it been like a year in over a year and a half now but basically he was just like there by my side the whole way through being ill and in hospital and you know I was in hospital for a month um and he stuck around I the our first year anniversary was the day before I got admitted into hospital um so I was a wreck and just last weekend we had our first holiday in over a year because we haven't been able to go away together um but um like two about two months after recording that we moved in together and he well he moved into my flat that I was living in and now literally just like last week two weeks ago we've moved into a new flat together just us it's very exciting
1: I was very worried about that one. And also on top of that, have you moved in together? <laughs> so your lease on your current flat is up in June next year. And you are, you're planning on moving in together, but you're also planning on buying a flat. Not together. You're planning on buying a flat. Yeah. And he's going to move in with you and be your tenant. Um, so how's that going? Did you, did you find somewhere? You're currently really loving... Like looking at real estate online—that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, have you have you found a place? Have you moved in? Do you have your framed Hufflepuff common room poster up in your living room? And do you have that framed Rick and Morty poster that mm. you and your boyfriend want to get? Do you have that? <laughs> is it is it all happy and <laughs> nesting,
3: homemaking? Yay, we moved in 2 weeks ago. Um but first of all I feel like I need to legally say he is not my tenant, he is my lodger. <laughs> this is what I've learned. Um but holy fuck balls, it has been a process. So around the time actually yeah, around the time of recording that, probably a few weeks after recording that, I went to view for the first time the flat that we now live in. So that was like mid September. Then in December As I was getting ill, I was like really, really ill. I remember it was like the beginnings. There was like a few A&E visits. Um, I signed the contract. So we exchanged contracts. I officially like bought it. And then it was supposed to be completed at the end of March. And so obviously I was in recovery. But in my head I was like fresh start, like 2018. Because it starts now. Because obviously I was like asleep in hospital, ill, when the new year rang in. So I was like, great, end of March, uh, we can move in and we fresh start. This is the new year. This is it. Five months later, still no fucking clue when we're moving in. It Like, literally from March, it was like, any day now, any day now. And it wasn't like in March. They were like, ooh, it will be September. That's fine. I could have, you know, if I knew five months in advance, that would have been fine. Um, but no, that's not what happened. Basically, for a good five months, my whole life was just on edge on top of my fucking recovery i just was like completely in limbo luckily managed to extend the lease on the flat that i was in for two months so what happened was as we moved out of that flat at the end of july moved in with his dad in northampton so i had to leave london for a month and then we moved back just like two weeks ago so the house is a mess it's just full of boxes we're getting our ikea furniture delivered tomorrow morning um yeah the hufflepuff poster is is there but it's not put up yet that's not really a priority but it is there um and i'll look into getting that rick and morty poster i know exactly which one it is but yeah hopefully that'll happen yay we moved in finally (laughs) yay for owning a flat put that poster up hufflepuff common room
1: okay this is a weird question but what contraception are you using because (laughs) over the last year you came off the pill that you'd been on for seven years and then you decided you hated it and so now you're back on the pill but then the other day i missed my pill and so now I'm bleeding again because I missed my pill and it's just really frustrating and I'm like should I just get the coil like what's going on so what contraception are you using can't wait to find out
3: you got the coil um, you got the Marina coil. It's great. You don't have periods. Your boobs don't hurt anymore. The only slight negative thing is that you are pretty sure it's what caused your flare-up of ulcerative colitis, but no doctors will confirm that for you because there is no research. Um, but let's not fearmonger here. You know, contraception is great. It's very useful for reproductive health and and being in control of your own body, but there's definitely not enough research into that, and yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit convinced it's what caused me not having a colon right now but i also don't want to scare other people away from getting it because it is great literally no problem since except for that one big problem that i'm even not 100 percent sure if it really caused because no doctors will confirm that for me not because there's no evidence because there's no research i'm done <laughs> <laughs> that's my piece
1: <laughs> yay so glad my boobs don't hurt anymore and what's your bra size because in the last year basically since coming off the pill you have gained a lot of weight and a lot of that weight goes on your boobies and you gained about three cup sizes I think um so has that changed now that you're
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're back on the pill or have you lost any of the weight that you gained? Do you feel happier about that weight you've gained or is it have you lost it? Do you like yourself? I mean, I do like myself now, but, like, in general, like, do you, are you happier about your body? Because that's one thing that you're struggling with right now.
3: Oh, my God. What contraception are you on? What size boobs do you have? Jesus Christ. Um, so, again, this is affected by me being ill. So, basically, I was, like, shitting and puking for a whole month and not eating and, and lying in bed f- for a, a whole month, basically, not being able to move. So, you lost a lot of weight bad bad losing of weight though not healthy it was you looked like a skeletal ghost it was terrifying um but basically what happened was so when you were on the pill like you you were pill weight whatever then you came off the pill and then you gained all that weight so you were like hormone free weight whatever we call that then you got um super ill and you lost all of that weight and then some just way too much it was terrifying um and then as soon as you started to like recover again and you're out of hospital and you were eating luckily you were still being weaned off steroids and steroids uh, give you a huge appetite so you ate everything as soon as you like felt like you had an appetite and you could eat it was like so you very quickly gained back weight but you didn't quite hit your um hormone free weight so unfortunately what that meant was you had to buy new bras so you had your bras and bikinis that fitted you before you gained the weight then you had to buy new bras for when you gained weight and then you lost weight and then gained weight again and now you're sitting somewhere in between so the smaller bras don't fit you and the bigger bras don't fit you so you had to buy some fucking new bras and bikinis and swear to god it's expensive um but to be honest you've got bigger body issues to worry about instead of your boobs right now you got a fucking piece of your intestine sticking out of your stomach and you have to wear a bag constantly and you get a massive scar <laughs> on your stomach um but to be honest I'm taking you in my stride I'm cool I like myself I like myself still yay
1: <laughs> you are not making the next year sound fun but it does sound like we end up happy um all I wanted to know about was the boobs and and kind of related to that what exercise are you doing because at the moment you occasionally run do yoga and swim very sporadically or um doing insane circuits if your boyfriend makes you do them um but you always say that you want to like go to more classes and do dancing um or like kickboxing or maybe some kind of like team thing i don't know but in london Doing classes like that is really expensive, and you also have to block out like the same time every week to attend said class, which is really difficult with the job that you have to kind of like be that rigid with your structure. Um, so, are you doing any different exercise, or are you just kind of trying to keep on top of the boring running and swimming? It'd be quite cool oh, if you would go into a
3: dance class. <laughs> oh, it's not boring. Um there is a theme here. So I got ill. <laughs> I had to have surgery. You know what happens when they rip you open twice in one year? Well twice in six months, actually. Um, your whole core vanishes and you can't move, you can't do anything. I literally was walking with a walking stick for months. So, um no, you're not doing any exercise. You haven't run all year. Oh, you have been swimming. Um, because that is like nice and easy and light on your body um so you've had not like exercise swimming but you've been in a pool um (laughs) um, but literally this morning you lay on a yoga mat and you did some like very light core exercises and I I want to stress the light it's not like core exercises you're not doing like an ab workout with sit-ups and and things like that you're literally like lying on your back whilst you tense your core and engage your core and that's pretty much it because you have to work up from scratch when your whole abdomen has been sliced open and sewn back together again um but i still i still agree with past hannah i definitely like once i do get my fitness back up again um i want to do dancing i just love dancing but running isn't boring there are no swimming pools like cheap leisure centers with swimming pools near where we've moved to which is really annoying um but there is a park run so like my aim right now is to like get fit enough to do park run i love park run
1: okay has the winds of winter come out yet <laughs> and uh, what about season eight of game of thrones are they out did you read winds of winter i mean if it has come out by now you will have read it but how is it was it good and also season eight of game of thrones will that have finished will will it have finished by this time next year maybe or maybe we could be mid season i don't know but like don't give any spoilers away future hannah but i just want to know
3: <laughs> oh my god so hopeful so hopeful um winds of winter hasn't come out season eight of game of thrones has not come out that's that's all i have to say it's really sad can't wait oh they, have they had a date for season eight next year 2019 spring 2019 let's say winds of winter no fucking clue That would have really helped whilst I was in hospital and recovering on my sofa. That would have really helped. Thanks, George R.R. Martin.
1: How's Brexit going? (laughs) Just really interested to, like, what's the negotiations (laughs) situation? Also, is Theresa May still Prime Minister? Like, who knows? Has Donald Trump been impeached yet? What's the political situation? Is Jeremy Corbyn still leader of the Labour Party? just, Just fill me in.
3: Ah... I mean Donald Trump is still president Theresa May is still prime minister Jeremy Corbyn is still leader of the Labour Party so not much has changed there um Brexit do you know what I've no fucking clue to be honest with you um the most that I know right now is that apparently we're looking at maybe a no deal um Brexit which doesn't sound great not not into that um but basically it's just a hot mess That's, yeah, that's all I have to say. Hot mess. (laughs) Sorry, past Hannah, there's no more information.
1: (laughs) How is the hair growth going? So a couple of years ago, you chopped off all your hair and donated it to charity to make wigs for cancer patients, and you had short hair for like a year or two, and now you are growing it out again. By this time next year, it probably won't be long enough to donate yet, but I just wanted to keep you in check to make sure that you are still growing it out. Just keeping you in check because I know that you don't like having long hair, even the length that it currently is at is frustrating to you. Um, but it's for a very good cause, and you don't like dying your hair, so it's like a fun thing to do with your hair to make it change.
3: So I, I like that I asked this question. I didn't realize I did. But I understand that like annoying length that it's at. But do you know what? Being ill and being in hospital for a month, your hair just grows. And and without me even noticing, because I wasn't cutting my hair, my hair grew out to the length. that I was just like, oh, this isn't annoying anymore. Um, and now it is growing. And yeah, I think I'm still going to try and donate it. The other thing is though apparently when you have surgery um, that stress to your body really fucks with your hair follicles so for a good like few months after surgery although it started three months after surgery and then lasted until about six months after surgery, my hair was falling out. It was so annoying. It was just like falling out in huge clumps. Every time I brushed it, every time I washed washed it, it was kinda of gross the amount of hair that was falling out of my head. Um and I looked it up and it's basically a sign of trauma to the body. Um because apparently the hair cycle, hair growth cycle's three months. So if you have the trauma, three months later hair starts falling out, three months later it stops and that's basically what happened to me, Um, so during that time, I was so tempted to cut it all off, but I didn't, and now I'm really glad I didn't, because I can say to past Hannah, I'm still, I'm still on it, still in check, I did get a trim to make sure, like, you know, once I was out of hospital, like, got myself a haircut, keep those, those ends all nice and healthy, but yeah, I don't know how long I've got, it's pretty long it is pretty long I probably, maybe another like six months or another year and then we'll, we're good to go chop 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 <laughs> literally
1: yay donating hair do it do it do it is grandma still alive she is your great grandma she is oh how old is she now 102 by the end of this year 31st of december she will be 103 so this time next year she'll be 103 uh is she still alive just I, can't, I really, really want her to stay alive for when I have children. Like, that would be ideal because then she would be a great, great grandma. But I, that's like at least five years from now, absolute minimum. It would it, be so, it would be really sad if she wasn't, but also, I don't really think she wants to be alive right now. She's so old. She is so old, and there's nothing wrong with her except old age. We kind of tend to in our family we kind of tend to joke about the fact she 'll disappear before she dies because she just gets smaller and smaller i'm very I'm very glad that i'm very glad that my current partner has met her just in case, but I do want her to stay alive for a bit longer that would be great, grandma if you could just hang hang on in there
3: Grandma is still alive she's going strong um i've have, vis- have I have visited her. Uh, a few times this year and the boyfriend came with and she commented again about how like he's one of the tallest people she's ever met but she is tiny she's smaller than me and i'm five foot but that's because she's super old person um but yeah no she's she's doing all right she's got her like bed in her living room that she lives in and although i've seen some photos of her this year they've taken her out in the chair and she's she's been outside good for grandma apparently she drinks a lot of um oh I can't remember the name of it but it's like a liqueur it's like this alcohol thing and apparently she loves it (laughs) I'm like cool go grandma so she'll be 104 at the end of this year wild I'm
1: very glad she's still alive but the clock is ticking for those great great grandchildren Mm -hmm mm-hmm-hmm do you still play lots of Civilization? This is a video game that your boyfriend has gotten you into and you have played so many hours of it. It is your new procrastination tool. You are obsessed with it. It's probably not healthy. Do you still play it? And also, what level do you now play on? Because recently you upgraded from Prince to King. So, like, are you playing God Emperor or I can't remember the next ones? Immortal, oh yeah. Div- Divinity, I don't know, one of those. How's that obsession going? Um, oh, and are you still streaming it on Twitch every so often? Because that's kind of
3: fun. So you are still playing Civ. Uh, they released an expansion. It's called Rise and Fall. It's amazing. And you absolutely bossed King. And recently you feel like you are pretty good at Emperor. So you're trying Immortal, but you're getting absolutely like destroyed by the AI on immortal. So, maybe we'll just like practice on emperor a bit more. As for streaming, you've done a bit more, but again, have been ill in hospital recovering and also the only times that we could stream were when we were at Dan's. Oh, Dan is the boyfriend. I realize I never said his name. I must have not been um being public about what his name was when we recorded this a year ago anyway his name is Dan so at his dad's house that's where we have his computer and everything set up for streaming so we've barely been streaming whilst we've been at mine in London and then whilst being ill and everything but we streamed a bit whilst we were staying there for a month in between places and now we're in the flat now we're in the new place we're getting wi-fi on the 25th of September can't wait and our desks and everything are arriving tomorrow morning so Soon, more streaming, yay. Save six, rise and fall expansion. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If you're not going to bring out a podcast about productivity, you could start one about procrastinating on civilization.
1: This is an odd one, but how's the development of your introversion? Because ah. you are like an extremely extroverted person, but as you have gotten older, I feel like you've become more introverted. I think you still definitely tip onto the side of extroverts but you love spending all your time alone and often social uh, interaction and social events just exhaust you and you're kind of over the whole networking thing like when you first entered into this industry in this world those kind of events just gave you so much energy and brought you so much joy and now you literally can't be bothered <laughs> um So, like, how's that going? Are you still... And also you just don't go out, like, clubbing. But also, like, clubbing is the worst. But, yeah, just are you becoming more of an introvert or has it kind of balanced out? I feel like the getting older and becoming more introverted thing is just me becoming just more content. So I don't see it as a bad thing at all. Like, I'm just... Like, I feel happier. And I also don't feel guilty for, like, leaving things early. Because I'm just like, I know me. I had a good time. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. What's your current situation
3: with that? Hot damn. There is a lot to unpack in that answer. So, So, I do still spend probably most of my time by myself. But that's not out of a choice, I guess. It's just like my job. I'm freelance and I work from home most of the time. And I'm fine with it. I think... If I was like a super, super extreme extrovert, then I wouldn't be able to handle it. But I do think I'm still an extrovert though because I do then need to like see other people in the evenings and I enjoy having plans in the evenings. And that is kind of like what helps me. If I know that I've got a whole week where I'm working from home, especially at the moment, what I'm working on just I'm home constantly um and I'm waiting for deliveries uh for the new flat so I just like have to be inside I'm basically under house arrest and that is fine as long as I can then go out later and see people so I definitely think that means I'm still an extrovert because I I would go like a bit crazy I think if I couldn't go out and see other people. Um And by out, I just mean like to dinner or to an event. And as for the being over networking thing, I, I feel like I can remember where I was last year with all of that. Um, I'd got a bit bored of it all, but now I, I kind of feel reinvigorated. And I think it's because I've been meeting new people and that's the whole point I think I just got bored of networking with the people that I already knew um and so now it's like you know there are so many different circles in this industry there are so many different like corners and like people that you just have no idea exist because you get so insular with like the people that you know um and so that's been exciting meeting new people and finding new Um, corners of the internet where there are like whole communities of creative people and interesting people that I'm just like, oh my God, excitement. Um, So that's very cool. I'm definitely like not over networking. Um, Networking is great. Networking is just making friends. (laughs) Um, What else did I talk about in that? Oh, clubbing. I still hate clubbing. Like why would you do that? House parties and dancing. That's what I enjoy. I've gone to a lot of weddings this year, so that's been like my my clubbing <laughs> for the year. Um, but yeah, definitely, I'm definitely still an extrovert who spends a lot of time by herself.
1: <laughs> so when you look back over the last year, what is the memory that makes you the most happy?
3: Oh, memory that makes me the most happy? Oh, this is tough because it's been shit. <laughs> probably moving into the flat like probably just the last couple weeks have been like the the part of my year that I've been looking forward to the most it's like I'm in the flat now my life can begin again that's what it feels like and then you know me and Dan got to go on holiday um we went to Madrid we went to watch the EU LCS finals which is League of Legends it's an esport yeah Dan is super into it and I went as a supportive girlfriend um but we got to go to madrid which was great. um i enjoyed i i enjoy league of legends i just don't understand it. <laughs> um so i would just say that, like the last 2 weeks of like being able to go on holiday and moving into the flat and just like feeling feeling a bit normal it's been good.
1: were there any opportunities that came along this year that you said no
3: to that you now regret? uh no i literally i don't know I've been I've been so ill. <laughs> I probably just said no to things because I like, can't do that. Can't physically, physically and mentally not capable of doing those things. So I don't anything that I did say no to because of those reasons. I don't regret because I was just putting my health first. I think that's fine.
1: Were there any opportunities that came along this year that you said yes to that you now regret?
3: Um, again, no. I don't think so. Everything that I've done, I've done with purpose. I'm not. I don't really feel like I've done a lot this year so I'm happy and grateful for the things that I have been able to do now I'm trying to think of like specifics but no it's all good I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of my decision making (laughs) good decision making well done Hannah
1: (laughs) and if you could time travel back in time to this original record date to give me one bit of advice what would that be
3: don't get the coil like just because i'm so i just really think it's what caused it just don't get the coil just just in case it was the thing that caused your flare-up don't do it find a different contraceptive it's fine that's really quite morbid but yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) thank you for answering the questions future hannah no thank you past hannah for asking them (laughs)
2: that was Hannah. Hearing about how she put her health first was amazingly inspiring to me. I'm someone who often puts off my own health although ironically that has improved quite a lot over the last year. I've sort of stopped doing everything else so that I can improve on my own and it was great to hear someone else doing the same thing. I realized hers was a lot less optional because her operation saved her life and stopped her from uh, a lot of chronic pain that she was in but it was great to hear that anyway I also enjoyed her reactions to some of the questions as some of them just didn't matter anymore or some of the projects were put on the shelf and for me it was just a really interesting listen as to what matters in life oh that sounds so cheesy but you you just find that if you if you just think about what really matters everything else sort of fades away and all the issues don't seem as big. And I I think health is one of those things that should matter. So um, thank you very much for coming back on and answering those questions and for being so honest and candid with your answers. I found that really exciting to put together. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, If you'd like to check out Hannah's videos, I put a link in the description and I highly recommend them. If you're new here, please do remember to hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do remember to give us an honest, ideally positive review in iTunes. And either way, please do consider giving us a donation to keep the project going. Uh, you can either do that on PayPal at simonkane.co.uk or you can do it on Patreon from $1 an episode. Was that worth 80p or a dollar depending on what country you're in. Or maybe Brexit's ruined all of our money now and it's worth nothing. Whatever way it works out for you, if you think this is worth anything, please do consider giving me a donation and you can keep this project going. It lives or dies on the audience base. Uh, If you don't do that, you can just share a link or recommend it to a friend. The Audio Time Capsule is a Fruit That Got in Gravity's Way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane, except the music that was composed by David Jordan. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing and thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days time. Bye.